Alright, well. Let me make sure my mic is. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is DJ. Uh, on this channel, we will be um, talking about all types of things. We'll be talking about, um, you know, we're going to be talking about sports, you know, particular basketball, football, wrestling, UFC. Um, boxing is a big one, and maybe even WWE. And uh, we'll also be talking about anime, video games. Uh, to be honest, we're going to be talking about everything. And, uh, you know, this is DJ's podcast, so I will have special guests on here. Um, you know, my wife, brothers, of course, my dad. Uh, and also, uh, I'm going to try to get some, you know, some celebrities and some YouTubers uh, that I have been talking to right now. Um, hopefully, we can get them on here. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, my goal with this podcast is to have, like, a morning show type thing. Uh, you know, my morning show, my morning show would be, you know, similar to what The Breakfast Club is doing, or if you heard Big Boy on the radio. It's usually when you wake up early in the morning, you turn on the radio, and you guys are listening to, you know, Big Boy making jokes, or, you know, sometimes it's The Breakfast Club, and they're making jokes, and they're interviewing people, or stuff like that. That's kind of what I want to do. Um, I want my podcast to be like that. You know, when you're going up, and I mean, when you're going, you got up and you're ready, you're ready and you're ready to go to work. You're heading to work, and, and you know, you can just listen to my podcast on the radio, and uh, or, or you know, and I want you guys to enjoy this. Um, like I said, we're gonna be talking about different things. Uh, if you want to catch up, you know. You went out last night. You don't know what happened with the games last night or the fights last night. I want to cover stuff like that on this podcast. I also want to, um, you know, talk about different things as far as uh, you know, video games and, and my reaction to stuff. Uh, I think this is mainly why people like reaction videos on YouTube. It's a big thing, is because. They want to share that experience, you know what I mean? They want to, like, have that, that feeling of, you know, I, I don't know. Anyways, uh, let's go ahead and start with the first podcast. Today's, uh, you know, the first, first ever podcast. And I want to go ahead and talk about... Ugh, I want to go ahead and talk about the fights from last night. Uh, Stipe versus Naganyu. And uh, Daniel Cormier versus... Uh, I don't know the kid's name. I forgot his name. <coughs> but um, the, let's go ahead and start off with the prelims. Uh, I think the prelims from last night were actually better than their regular fights. Um, they were more exciting, more knockouts, which is crazy. And, and uh, then we go into, like, um, you know, DC's fight. DC's fight, mm, to be honest... Uh, you know, I wanted the other guy to win because I don't... For some reason, I personally don't like DC. Uh, he looks like he has a dad body. Um, what really, like, kind of got to me is when he was talking mess uh, uh, to John Jones about back when... Um, he was talking mess back when, you know, when they were about to fight. And sounded just off, man. He's not a good trash talker at all. 
but that kind of like turned me off to his his I don't know it just made me not like him anymore but anyways uh you know last night's fight DC I kind of saw one uh winning uh as far as man as far as how he won I saw that coming I just thought he would he was going to it was going to be a little, little bit better um, that one, I really, I just saw highlights. I actually didn't really see it, but I, I saw highlights. The Stipe fight, I saw, and that was, I thought, you know, him putting his body on him and, and out-wrestling him. Oh, man, my recording went down. Anyways, uh, the only thing I hate about this thing is that it gives you only five minutes to speak. But anyways, let's talk, go ahead and finish up that conversation. Uh, Naganyu uh, got out wrestled, and I saw that. You know, I kind of knew that if he was able to get beat, he was going to get out wrestled, because you know we haven't seen any ground game from him. And when he came into UFC, he had no ground game. So you know, we knew that he can box. We knew that he had knockout power, but it was the same thing as Kimbo Slice. You know what I mean? He had knockout power. And he can he had a little bit of boxing in there, but you know when you're in the UFC, you gotta have everything. You gotta have everything. And so you know he got out wrestled. Stipe was is a great wrestler. He knows the tricks and the tricks of the trade, and and that was a wrestler too. So you know you can see little certain moves that he was doing to to wear down Naganyu. Like um, for example. Uh, uh, ESPN covered it when he was putting his body on his neck. Uh, that will wear down on your back and your legs, and so that's why, like, he, like you get so tired quick when people do that. Uh, you got to know, you know, you got to know wrestling to get to get out of those moves and stuff like that. But um, anyways, it was, dude, it was a, it was a crazy, you know, crazy night. I, like I said, I think the prelims were a lot better. Um, you know, at the end of the night, uh, too, as well, what I did do is, I don't know if anybody's watching Dragon Ball Z Super, not Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, uh, finally, we get to see Frieza fighting, um, you know, a little bit about me, everybody's a nerd, um, but I'm, everybody's a nerd in their own way, uh, my nerdy has to be anime. Uh, like some, for example, some people's nerdiness is probably um, uh, uh, Star Wars and stuff like that. But my nerdy is uh, for sure Dragon Ball, Super, and Naruto. And uh, anyways, back to Dragon Ball. Frieza, we got to see Frieza finally fight. And what made me mad is that it took. It had to take. Gohan to help Frieza to beat him? I didn't understand that. I don't know what that was that was a stupid move. I thought, you know, they should have had Frieza beat Dip Dipso or whatever his name is, like you know, it, that would have been way better, but now no you had Gohan. You know, I, I, I like how Frieza is fighting on alongside uh everybody else, but I think that 
Um, I think that he should, they should make him, you know, fight more people other than, I'm like, to be honest, I'm sick of seeing him fight the Saiyans. I'm sick of him fighting Goku. Like, come on, man. Let's let's put him against somebody, you know, against another universe like like they did. But make him win something, man. I don't want to see him losing and getting defeated that bad. And come on, man. Uh, anyways, what I think should happen, I think uh, Topo or Topo should defeat Android Seventeen, and then from there uh, have Frieza fight. Android 17. I mean, no, no. Have Frieza fight Tapo. And uh, that would be a good fight. And again, Goku and Vegeta fighting uh, Jiren. But I hope uh, Vegeta gets eliminated. And it's Goku versus Jiren at the end of it. And then from there, you know, I would like to see Goku win or something. But, anyways, did you guys hear about. Uh, did you guys hear about, uh, what's it called? Uh, did you hear about that Dragon Ball Super is ending? Like, I just started getting into it this, like, uh, just a couple months ago, and it's almost already over. Like, come on, man. Like, they only give us a little taste of it. Just keep it going. Everybody's watching, too. Anyways, we're going to go on to the next, uh, section of this podcast, uh, Keep uh, listening. Um, where were we? Uh, last uh, episode we were talking about, our last podcast we were talking about uh, Dragon Ball Super. And, uh, you know, I also want to go ahead and talk about today's current events, which was uh, Jacksonville losing. Um, honestly... Jacksonville versus Patriots. I was going for Jacksonville. And the reason why I'm going for Jacksonville is because I'm kind of sick of seeing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Like, it's almost every other year they're in the Super Bowl, dude. It is not... Like, come on. Uh, And then, on top of that, we got Vikings and Eagles today. And who lost that? Well, Vikings lost. I kind of... I was going for the Vikings, but I kind of saw that coming. Uh, last, The Vikings' last game was crazy, but this game, you know, they got blown out. And, uh, you know, so now we're in the Super Bowl. We're going to see Patriots versus Eagles. And, um, you know, who I'm going for, I'm going for the Eagles. Uh, who do I think is going to win? Patriots. Uh, I just have a feeling they're going to win. And they win, I mean, they go every year. And it's like almost every year that they go, they win. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. We're going to see. It's crazy to think that the Eagles, the Eagles is going to actually make it like, uh, I don't know. You know, it's it's crazy. Anyways, that's the end of this podcast for, you know, tonight. Uh, tomorrow we'll go ahead and we'll do another uh, morning podcast. Um do the morning podcast before I go to work and you know I hope you guys enjoy this I hope you guys listen um 
maybe few people listening right now, but hopefully we build that that you know. And you know, let me know what you want to hear me talk about. You know, not that many people care, but I do want to talk about things that people do care about, and people will want to hear. So let's go ahead and uh, share my post, please. Uh, go ahead and share these podcasts. Uh, these episodes will be up for twenty four hours, and I think they will be up. Uh, I think actually no, I think they'll be up forever. I don't know how this works. Just learning, and uh, you guys have a good day. Good night. Bam. You know, one thing I'm going to talk about today, and I'm going to go on before I end this podcast, is about my favorite video games. Right now, um, UFC 2, um, nobody can touch me in UFC 2. Um, uh, if you go on MLG right now, MLG, I think I'm number 12 or 13 in the world, and MLG Battles. Uh, UFC 2 um, uh, but on online I came in kind of late uh, I came in really late actually I came in towards like you know they're just now making UFC 3 probably in the last four months I just started getting good at UFC 2 so um, in the world you know I have a pretty good I, I, I'm not a high rank but I do have a pretty good win loss ratio um I am Division 5, I think, now, and, uh, man, I just can't wait to get my hands on UFC 3. I can't get my, I, like, I'm like a caged dog waiting for that game, like, because I know when I get that game, I'm playing, playing it every, every, every single day, and to be honest, I'm, I'm probably going to become pro in that and join MLG. Anyways, uh... If you guys want to come play me on that, uh, ask me questions about, you know, my gamer tag or whatever. Uh, I play on Xbox One. Um, another game that I like to play right now, uh, NBA 2K18, of course. I'm not that great at it, but I'm learning. Uh, Madden is another one that I like to play. Uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands is another fun one uh, that I used to play. Metal Gear solid uh, another one that i used to play uh, i just got done with shadow of war and shadow of mortar uh, lord of the rings games oh man probably game of the year to me shadow of war um in the games that i'm anticipating uh that i can't wait that's coming out again is ufc 3 and um that's pretty much it i'm not really looking forward to anything too crazy coming out this year at least uh oh uh, maybe naruto i think that comes out sometime uh and you know we'll see we'll see what goes on every year is different uh hopefully 2k19 is good um wwe i need to get back into it i used to love wwe uh, but as the years went by it's just not i don't know i haven't been feeling it um anyways ask questions please 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 if you are listening ask questions uh, ask any questions about anything. Uh, I will cater this podcast to to you guys and try to make uh, episodes that kind of answer your questions. Kind of, you know, just ask questions about whatever you want to know. Uh, video games, sports, uh, anything, anything, anything. Let me know. 
Hey, DJ, it's your girl, Angie Riggs. Want to call in and say welcome to the Anchor family. I know you're probably still getting acclimated to the platform, so definitely feel free to stop on over to my station, listen to some of the content. If you want to chime in on the conversation, definitely do so. You can hit those comments, or if you're so bold, you can call in and say, hey, anywho, DJ, I hope you're having a great evening. Bye. What up, what up, Positive Gaming? I just want to thank you for that our favor. I really appreciate it, and keep doing your thing. Peace. Hello? Well, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, perfect. So make sure your mic is clear, Daddy, because you don't want to have any bad uh, okay. interference in this uh, talk. So uh, You can hear me pretty good, though, right? Yeah. So welcome to the podcast, um, everybody. Uh, we got a special guest today. It's my little brother, Day Day. <laughs> is anyone even listening? No, not yet, but uh, people will listen. Um okay. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go ahead and go on the subject. We got about five minutes, I, I believe, and then it stops. It, it ends. So let's go okay. ahead and um, go into the first segment. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, boxing. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and give. I want to say, you know, what is your favorite boxers and why? Um, okay. Old school and new school, and why? And give a good reason. New school. school. Okay. Well, you want me to start, or you want to go ahead? Say that again. I said, do you want do you want me to start, or do you want to start? Uh, go ahead and start. Okay, so I would say there's a difference between the best boxer and the best potential boxer, because there's boxers that exist with the qualities that match. So I would say that the best potential boxer would be uh, Mike Tyson, because he threw punches as fast as a welterweight at the heavyweight division, but he hit like a heavyweight. Wait, hold on, dude. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, one second. All right, back. Yeah. Well, I got a clock out, too. Um, all right, so we're here with Antonio. Uh, we just finished up the last segment with Day Day, special guest. Now we're here with Antonio. We're going to go ahead and talk about last night's fights. Um, UFC 220. UFC 220. And uh, my thoughts on it first. Is, uh, you know, I already gave my thoughts in the beginning of the podcast, uh, but I'll give it in details. Um, where are we going with uh, Daniel Cormier? I watched the highlights. I didn't watch the fights, but I watched the highlights and all of them. Uh, Daniel, Daniel Cormier, was, like I said, I was going for the other guy, okay. but Daniel Cormier showed me why he's up at the top uh, and why he's the champion. Um now I, I hope he fights somebody uh, pretty good coming up, you know. But I don't know anybody that can fight him in light heavyweight right now, as far as John Jones is gone. So we don't know. But I want to see, you know, how he he, he continues on. Uh, and Francis Naganyu and uh, Stipe, you know, like I said, when you, you know, I I knew Naganyu's fall was gonna be wrestling or some type of jujitsu. Um, and that's how Stipe took the fight is because he wrestled him. He got Nagunyu tired. And um, when you put your weight on somebody's neck like that and you put your body weight on somebody, your legs start to give out on you. When You, you know, and... There you go. And so, uh, yeah, I think I think that's that was his fall. And I, I knew that was going to be his fall. It's just, you know, I wanted to see knockout power. But... Let's get Antonio's take on it. 
Okay. So those are the only two I'm going to say really... I didn't see the um, fight right before the Cormier fight. I wish I did. They had a knockout, I guess, and they were actually good. Um, all the fights before that were pretty sloppy from what I saw. A couple good knockouts, but a lot of... Oh, cool, thank you. Uh, a lot of the fights were very slow before that, but the final two were very good. I only caught the end of the Cormier fight. I was trying to stream it. Um, it's mine. Um, from what I saw, Cormier, of course, did what he needed to do, what he always does. He took him to the ground, and he just out-wrestled him until he get, could get into a ground pound position, and the ref had no choice but to end it. Um... I think both the fights with Naganyu as well, they both showed that one-dimensional fighters, even if they have knockout power, they're not going to win. It's MMA for a reason, and um, Naganyu had great power. For heavyweight, that's almost all you need. If you can connect with a combo, you can probably drop them. It happened in a lot of fights, but uh, Stipe knew how to handle it. Stipe got, from the looks of it, at the end of round one, I watched the fight, it was really good. Um, Stipe was able to take all of Naganyu's shots. I was surprised. I thought he was going to go down. A couple times he got stunned, but not too wobbly. He was able to recover real quick. And he did exactly that. Whenever he needed to go to the ground, he took it to the ground. And Naganyu clearly had no idea what he was doing on the ground. And Stipe just handled the fight how he needed to. Uh, as the rounds went on, Naganyu threw less. Well, he threw as much as he could. Very inaccurate punches. I think he landed about... Eight punches in the second round, four punches in the third, two in the fourth, and I don't know how many in the fifth. It was really very sloppy, and Stipe did what he needed to do. He proved why he's the best. He's at the top. So did Cormier. Cormier, I didn't think Vulcan was going to be a challenge for him. Uh, the light heavyweight and the heavyweight divisions are very dead. Uh, there's no new competition upcoming. Naganyu was. You saw what happened. He's got a lot to learn. He barely came into the UFC not too long ago. Same with Vulcan. I think they said Vulcan's only been in the UFC for about a year now. So he's got a lot to learn. So he's going to be around for a while. I feel like the only next fight that can happen is either Cormier going up to heavyweight, which he doesn't want to do because Velasquez is coming back and that's his partner. So at light heavyweight, the only match I see him fighting is Gustafsson next. As for Stipe... Unless Cain Velasquez comes back soon, Stipe can just take a vacation because there's no top contenders that are worth his time right now. But I thought the fights were pretty good, but they showed why MMA is MMA and not boxing. Both the, the fighters gassed out pretty fast. Naganyu didn't know what he was... After the first round, his energy was all gone. He needs to work on very, very much on his cardio if he wants to stand with anyone like Stipe. If Cain comes back, it's going to be even worse. Cain was... A cardio machine for the heavyweight oh, division that no one saw. What? Is it good? Yeah. There you go. Okay, so from where we left off after it cut out, um, I was pretty much ending at right where I said. I feel like Stipe doesn't have any heavyweight challenges right now. Overeem's about to retire. Mark Hunt's about to retire. Uh, Verdum's pretty good, but I, I'd like to see that fight actually. A rematch with Verdum and Stipe would be pretty good. Naganyu's got to come back up, and, um, yeah, so, I feel like the light heavyweight division needs new, some, some new competitors, Jones is gone, Rumble's gone, and, uh, Gustafsson's there, but that's about it, Vulcan, he just lost, uh, there's not much going on in that division, so, I, I was pretty happy, I got both my predictions correct, so...
Yeah, that's all I had to say. You can finish it off, DJ. I think, uh, you know, I think that uh, UFC honestly needs to pick up their game and, and, and start scouting uh, like they used to. I don't think they do that anymore like they did. Uh, I, I know they used to, Dana White used to go out and scout people from other leagues and, uh, and find people. And, and I think that's how he found the best of the best. But now it's just, it's starting, it's starting to die out, to be honest. Like, you look at heavyweight, look at light heavyweight, everybody's going to Bellator. And, uh, you know, there's some old fighters in Bellator, but still, you, you took most of their name, brand names. And so I think Frank Mir, Roy Nelson, Rampage, you know, McDonald was a very great fighter. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I think that UFC should try to find some more fighters, but... Uh, let me let Antonio explain to you what why his favorite fighter is his favorite fighter. My favorite fighter? Oh, okay. My favorite fighter of all time is going to have to be Cain Velasquez. Uh, for a lot of reasons, actually. He took on, at the time, all the top contenders. Of course, he did lose a couple. He lost, uh, I believe it was Knockout from Junior Dos Santos the first time they fought. I was never able to watch that fight. I watched the second two, but not the first one. Um, after the knockout, he came back. He, it was a rematch for Junior Dos Santos and Cain Velasquez. Cain Velasquez dominated him in the second fight. Just dominated him everywhere. Stand up, he wrestled him, everything. Third time they fought, same thing. I feel like that really ruined Dos Santos's chin after that. Because after that, I felt like he got knocked out way too many times from people like Stipe, who is a strong puncher, but... After that, he wasn't really the same after those Cain Velasquez fights. Uh, Velasquez fought Brock Lesnar after that. And again, he proved why he's the top. His cardio is insane. Lesnar couldn't keep up. He tired out. And he was able to take advantage. Better wrestling. Better striking. And yeah, I feel like if Cain Velasquez does come back, he's going to have ring rest. I really do hope he comes back and he's still the same as he was. Because a fighter like him has never been seen. He has unbelievable cardio for a heavyweight when he never tires and he can just constantly throw punches constantly keep a pace like that and no one and i don't feel like anyone not even stipe because stipe was tiring out in his fight against nagani no one can keep up with velasquez he has way too good of a tank good wrestling and he's just too all around i don't feel like many fighters can keep up with that and yeah that's why he's my favorite fighter what about you uh my favorite fighter is um, let's say without the steroids, um, I want to go with Robbie Lawler. Uh, the reason why I like Robbie Lawler is because he got a uh, basic uh, ground game as far as wrestling, basic uh, you know jujitsu skills. But you know what really makes him him is his punching power and his his boxing ability. Uh, he does throw awkward punches, but man, those things are hard and they'll knock you out. Um, and I think Robbie Lawler is probably my favorite outside of, you know, John Jones and Brock Lesnar. Um, but, but Robbie Lawler, you know, granted he's getting old now, and so that's why he, you know, he's not fighting as much. But uh, I think he lost the last fight too, as well, huh? He lost to Santos. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's getting old, but you know, Robbie Lawler in his prime. Robbie Lawler, up until now, he's still a great competitor. 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 Uh, but, you know, I'm in the search right now to find my new favorite uh, fighter. You're going to 
And uh, another one, uh, another one is uh, probably Sage Northcutt is another <laughs> one. Um, he's only had a few fights in the, the UFC game, uh, but if you look at him, his sidekicks are amazing. He has that background of, uh, of uh, martial arts, and dude, he's like the, the real life karate kid, to be honest. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's strong. He's very chiseled. Look how strong he looks. Um, you know, his ground game's good. He, he works all around. He has a great, uh, a great workout, great hard-working kid. Uh, I just feel like he just needs a little more fights, a little more experience, and I think he'll be great. Uh, he has that personality as well, but, you know, he has a skill. The, the thing is, you know, he'll, he'll keep a smile on his face while beating you up. And uh, he has that 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 skill set that's just amazing. So, you know, he's another one of that that I like to look at. Uh, Yul Romero is another one. Uh, they say he's on steroids too. I mean, UFC is filled with steroids, but you know, Yul Romero and also uh, um, you know T.J. Dillenshaw is another one. But uh, you know, I got to do my research, look for another fighter. So, yeah, uh, we're going to end the podcast there, uh, the whole episode. I hope you guys liked it. Enjoy. Uh, and then have a good night. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to the podcast. All right. Well, this is the uh, probably going to be the last and final podcast of tonight. Uh, we went through boxing already. Uh, boxing. We went through boxing. We went through my top five and Davis top five. Our special guest tonight, and uh, we're gonna go through bodybuilding. If people, you know, we're gonna hit all categories out pretty much okay. through taste. But uh, today we're gonna talk about bodybuilding. And let me start off by saying my top five or my top bodybuilder that I like is I like CT Fletcher. Um, I like how yeah. motiv- motivational he is. Uh, if you don't know who C.T. Fletcher is, look him up on YouTube. He's a famous uh, motivational speaker, and he's a famous bodybuilder. Uh, yeah. he, he's my top favorite. Uh, another one is uh, Cali Muscle. And uh, um, another one is uh, uh, Cali Muscle. And who else? Um, who's that other guy? Uh, what's the other guy, Dede? Cali mm. Muscle. He, what nationality is he? He's a a black guy. He's a pretty crazy. Uh, he wears a hood all the time. Oh, oh, he, he, oh! The guy with like super big biceps, Kai yeah. Green. Kai Green, no, Kai Green is another one of my favorites. And uh, you know, I'm not really into bodybuilding like that. Uh, but yeah. you know, I, I watch it here and there. Uh, did it? Go ahead and take it over. Let let us know what you know. What you know? Okay, about. so so for I would say that those three are actually really good. I I like. Cali Muscle is good because he brings personality. He brings a, 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 a you know a unique personality to bodybuilding, and and he shows that it doesn't have to be uh, this boring thing that you just eat food and you work out. You eat food. You know, he, he has life to him. He, he gives life to bodybuilding. Um, CT Fletcher I also like because he's another one with a great personality. You know, he's strict. He's been in the military. He went to jail. He's just this tough tough dude you know 
it's unfortunate that he has health problems, but you know he's working through them right now. And you know, hopefully, everyone, if anyone's listening to him, they could you know say a prayer for him, and hopefully, he gets better. And hopefully, CT Fletcher you know, gets back to where he can start working out seriously again. Um, Kai Green, I want to talk about Kai Green because Kai Green is, I think, in my opinion, I think he's the best bodybuilder to ever exist of all time. I put him above Dorian Yates. I put him above Arnold. I put him above uh, Kevin Lavrone. I put him above all those guys. Sean Ray. I put him above, eh, you know, um, all those top guys. Because here's two things that Kai Green has done. Kai Green has brought a physique that has been well, three things that Kai Green has done. The first one I'm gonna say is uh, he Kai Green has brought made posing. Kai Green is the one of the first body, I would say the first bodybuilder to actually break dance in his posing routine. He could pop lock. He's 270 pounds and he's pop locking on stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is lifts and splits and, and he's break he's really breakdancing on stage, but it's 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 a toned down version of breakdancing. It's not like uh you know, like he's he's like, you know, doing air flares and stuff. He's he's doing it to where it's he's breakdancing sort of, and he's pop locking breakdancing, but at the same time he's posing in a really artistic way. And it's almost like watching art. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is is Kai Green's actually an artist. So you see him draw, and it's like, whoa, did he really draw that? He's an artist. So those two, those two things connect. So I was like, wow, dude. You know, when I first saw him posing, I was like, man, dude. The other thing is, is he's been he's been blackballed for Mr. Olympia. So if anyone knows the top Mr. Olympia, I think he's seven time now. Uh, yeah, seven time Mr. Olympia. His name is Phil Heath. He's a bald headed black guy. Kai Green was the only guy to come close to beating Phil Heath. But because of Kai Green's past, I believe that they will not ever allow him to beat Mr. Olympia. The cool thing about uh, Kai Green is that, I, and also that makes me feel bad for him, is because Kai Green came in twice. You know, first he beats, he comes, he comes so close to beating Phil Heath. I think it was a 2012 or 2013 Mr. Olympia. Yeah. Kai Green came so close to beating Phil Heath. That Phil Heath was anxious. He could. He, Phil Heath even said himself that he couldn't sleep that night because he was so scared he was gonna lose. Wow. So they have pre. They have prejudging, and then they have the final show the next night. During prejudging, Kai Green pretty much almost won. And this guy, when he came on stage, and he Kai Green stepped on stage, you can see almost every single muscle in his body was just crisp. You can see every line, every striation, every muscle group. You can see it and it looked perfect. And Phil Heath, there was a, there was a video of Phil Heath sit, sitting on the floor and he looks like he's about to cry. And he's like, he's like, how much tighter can I come in? He said, I can't come in. When they say tighter, they mean uh, lean. So like dry, you know, seeing the muscles. He's like, I can't come in any much tighter. So this is, so you can tell he was anxious and worried in the voice. Yeah. Kai Green, you know, people say Cedric McMillan. Arnold Schwarzenegger says, oh, Cedric McMillan has, you know, because these new guys, you know, all these bodybuilders are way too big. And people are saying, oh, you know, they have big stomachs and it looks nasty. And they're, they're fat and they're too big. People say, oh, I miss people like Arnold 
or Lee Haney. You know, I miss the old 60s and 70s bodybuilders. They yeah. Them, right? But high Greek, you know, and then now Cedric McMillan. Cedric McMillan's a new bodybuilder, but he looks like the old guys. And everyone's like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Cedric McMillan uh, competed at Arnold Schwarzenegger's show called the Arnold Classic. And Arnold came up to uh, Cedric McMillan and he said, oh, dude, I love your posing. And he said, dude, I, I, your body is the best. He said, I believe you have the best physique during this time because Cedric looks like the old guys, right? But yeah, what they what people forget is in 2012, 2013, Kai Green had that physique, even better physique. Kai Green's body was like, looked like art. Everything from his shoulders to his hips to his feet, everything was perfect. It wasn't too big. And it was, everything was just chiseled away like it was, like it was a, uh, a carving. Right? Yeah. He brought that classic physique and he had more striations, more lines, more leanness, more dryness to him. And he still lost the show. It was so close. I think he lost by like a point. One point, he lost to Phil Heath. And after that, that kind of that kind of ruined him. But Kai Green got back on the ball, and he came in the next year, right? Yeah. Oh, he was too small, which wasn't true. He was too small. So what did Kai Green do? Kai Green came in, and he was big. He was like 320 on stage. Big, huge. He didn't even look the same. He just looked like a ball of muscle, right? Yeah. And he still lean, but he was just bigger, bigger, bigger. He didn't look chiseled anymore. Just bigger, 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 like they said they wanted. And he still lost to Phil Heath. Kai Green has bought again. Yeah, he lost again. So he, Kai Green has bought both. He was more lean, more dry, more hard than Phil Heath, and he lost. And then they say, "Oh, he's too small." And then he gets big, and then he still loses to Phil Heath. So that that showed that showed that Kai Green's just not going to win because three set for Phil Heath to win. And then once Kai Green left the show, then. Mr. Olympia started getting boring. Nobody came, you know, just everything started to fall apart. And now they're asking for Kai Green to come back. And Kai Green's like, why am I going to come back if, if you're not going to let me win when I deserve to win? Yeah. So that's where that's at. Um, yeah. So Kai Green, I would say Kai Green is my favorite bodybuilder, you know, and, and his the wisdom that he has and that, that he shares with people. And the humility in his voice and when he talks and when he speaks to people, his background, where he came from, you know, he was in a, a psychiatric ward. What? Why was he there? Because he, he was a, a troubled child. His, I think his mom, when he was 15, 14 or 15, his mom uh, gave him up for adoption, didn't want him anymore. He went from home to home and home, home to home to home. And nobody wanted him, you know what I mean? So he, he, he got angry for that. And he would do different things, and he would act out in a certain way, and he would fight people. And then one day he came, and he came, I think he said he came, and he met a guy, and the guy let him train, showed him how to train and work out. And he said, Ty Green said that he would go to competitions and – Going to compete, you would see people, dad, dads, and moms look at their kid and be proud. And 
turn it into something good, which is a great example. Bill Heath, Bill Heath is not so much like that, you know what I mean? Bill Heath is not, I'm not going to say he's a bad champion, but what I'm saying is, is he's not as entertaining, or he doesn't have that character charisma that brings people into bodybuilding. Has, so, has Kai Green ever, ever won, or no? He hasn't won Mr. Olympia, but he's won... Uh, won other big competitions like Arnold Classic and uh, other other shows that are, are also big. But the, the Super Bowl of, of bodybuilding is Mr. Olympia, and he's never won that, which he, he probably deserves to win. Wow. So does he still bodybuild to this day? He's still bo- – I don't know if he's competing anymore, but, you know, he, he has pictures on his Instagram, and he, he's still big and he's still lean. And they, you know, there's rumors that he's, he's going to make a comeback. But, uh, yeah. And, oh, oh, oh. There's this whole new thing about uh, the old guys, so the old body, old school bodybuilders coming back and, and competing, right? And, yeah. and uh, you know, now there's new divisions, so they don't have to be so big. And these old guys are coming back and competing in those divisions. And there, there's this one, you know, white guy, he has a beard. And he's like this guru of bodybuilding, right? Yeah. And I want to speak on this because if Kai Green ever heard this, you know, I think he this guy. Kai Green went to the guy and he said, "He said, you think I, I could or I should compete at the lower divisions? You know, the guys who aren't so big, like men's physique or classic physique, instead of uh, the big guys, but instead of bodybuilding." I said, "No, you can't do that." But the guy was wrong for that because. Kai Green has that physique, that perfect physique to compete at the at that level. The guy was saying, "Oh, you know, you were meant for bodybuilding," but I don't think so because you can't do that for so long. Kai Green's getting Kai Green's in his forties now. He's like, you can't do that forever. Come closer to the mic, did they sound distant again? I said I think he should compete at the lower divisions. So he should compete at the lower divisions. You think that uh uh Kai Green is is, is so Kai Green is your favorite. Yeah. And so who's your second favorite and why? Uh second favorite of now or of all time? Uh, you know, both probably. Let's do both. Okay, so 
for the people, because this is inter- this is interesting to me, because I I don't watch bodybuilding, but you know a lot of people are into fitness nowadays, and that's that's yeah. the that's a trend. So a lot okay. of people do watch bodybuilding now. So for for the people that you know that are fresh fresh starting, you know, explain to them why you like these people and why they should look them up. Okay, so so another guy that that's new that I like, he he competes in men's physique. Or no, he competes in uh, classic physique. His name is uh, Chris Bumstead. Chris yeah. Bumstead is I like him because he he also brings it back to the old days and his uh, he's not so big but he's tapering it down and he has a really, really good a thing called stomach vacuum. If you notice it's what Arnold does and he, as he's posing he sucks his stomach in. Yeah. That that's something that, that's not easy to do and it takes away from having those big, huge bodybuilders and their guts look like, you know, they're fat. Chris Bumstead is another one that I like. Um, I think in men's physique right now, the, the top guy is Jeremy Buendia. I don't like him. You know, people are like, oh, Jeremy Buendia. I don't like him. his waist. His, the way his shoulders are shaped and his waist. Cause, cause what they look for and what people ideally want in bodybuilding is a small waist. And uh, big shoulders. So it's, it's like a V taper, right? Yeah. But the way Jeremy Buendia is shaped, he looks more like a a pencil with a big eraser on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you put those extra erasers, the big one. Yeah. yeah, he looks like that. So it's like it's not natural. It doesn't look right. And his his chest looks weird and it's like misformed, and you know. I don't think that guy looks good. I don't think he's a good representation of men's physique. Um, I do respect other attributes. Like, he always comes in lean. But I don't like – I just don't like his body shape. And that's my personal opinion, you know. That's my personal yeah. opinion. You know what I mean? But nothing – not to talk down on the guy. The guy's a good champion, but so, I just don't like his physique. Why? Uh, okay, so so what is uh, what's the one that they have out here the the convention? Well, I'm sorry. What's the convention that they have out here in Vegas, Las Vegas? Uh, there's a lot. There's uh, oh no, the big one that they always have out here every year. Ah, I forgot. I don't. Ah, I forgot. I forgot. Um, Mr. Buff Booty Cheeks. It might be. One? It might be the Olympia. I, I think it's the Olympia. Have you went to that? No. There was there was one time I was supposed to go. And, uh, and uh, my, my phone died. And then I picked up my phone and charged it. And it was the next day. My friend said, hey, because the sister worked at the venue. And she said, hey, my, my sister has two tickets for us to go backstage, Mr. Olympia. Ah, oh, that would have been cool, dude. And I, I didn't, my phone died. I didn't charge it because I wasn't speaking for it. You're breaking up again. Go ahead and say that again. They were giving him free stuff, he said. And, and uh, he said that, uh, he said that since he was backstage, they gave him extra. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Uh, quick, cool story from uh, my my thing. Uh, I was doing driving for Uber, and uh, you know this is a time uh, 
Olympia. I think it's called Mr. Olympia, the convention out here in Las Vegas. Uh, so I was doing uh, Uber. I was driving for Uber. And, you know, I, I the first person I pick up is uh, two ladies. And these two ladies, are, you know, they're lean. They're really buff. And um, I forgot their names, but shout out to them. But they were, they were like, yeah, we're, we're in the, we're in the competition. And I was like, what competition? And they're like, well, we're going to Mr. Olympia. Are you going? I'm like, no. And, but they're like, we can get you in for free, get you free tickets. And, uh, uh, they, they were like real cool because they had, they had, uh, you know, they had a booth and stuff like that. They said that their boyfriends were. I forgot what their boyfriend's names were, but they were they were competing as well. But anyways, that was my first ride, and, my, and then my second ride of that night, uh, I went to go pick up uh, another person, and uh, this guy comes in my car. There's three people. They they're all buff, but this one guy comes in my car. He's really big, dude. He's small. Uh, he's small, but he's big, man. He's big. He's a strong dude, and uh, I get to talking to them, uh, and. and Turns out he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, man, this is uh, Mr. Universe here, and I was like, Mr. Universe, and he was like, yeah, he won Mr. Universe, or this is his name, this and that. I'm like, oh wow, and so I'm dropping him off at uh, one of the hotels, and there's a long, like, I guess Olympia is a big convention, dude, and there's a long, long line of people like at the thing trying to get a. a, a trying to get a car or uber and i'm dropping them off and they're like hey uh can you drop me off around the corner because there's gonna be a lot of people that want to take my autograph i'm like what and he's like yeah man i'm, I'm really big in the community okay drop him off and i got his uh card and his email and his instagram and uh what a cool dude but that was you know i met mr he's a short guy he's a short guy i forgot his name but uh i have him on instagram I think I know him. Uh, I think I know him too. Mr. Universe. Uh, Mr. He Universe. Has a card. I have his card. I, I think I lost his card, but I, I got his Instagram. I forgot. But it was something. He was, uh, I think he was Russian or something. And, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, anyways, uh, well, I want to go into the next segment. Uh, yeah, I want to go into the next segment. And uh, our next segment here is we have uh, Antonio as our special guest as well. He's in the car. And uh, we got we got Dede as well. So our next segment is going to be uh, boxing. We're going to go back to boxing. Uh, and so, Antonio, we got our – I gave up my top five. Uh, Dede gave up his top five. We want to know your top five of all time. Like, what weight class? All time, any weight class, and why? Do you want? Do you want an example of what we said? Yeah. Did give him your example of what? You okay, said. my top five is Marvin Hagler, um, Mike Tyson, and then I, I split the two because they have the same style: Joe Frazier or Dwight Muhammad Cowie, um, Roberto Duran. And Charlie Burley. Those are my five. Uh, my top five is Mike Tyson, uh, Floyd Money Mayweather. No, 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 no. Mike Tyson. Second was uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. Third, Floyd Money Mayweather. 
fourth, um, Hagler, and fifth, uh, Roberto Duran. I don't think I gave my top five, actually, on here. Now that I think about it. So that's my top five. Your top five. Or at least your top three. My top, uh, top five, I would say Hagler. Because he's, like, all around. I really liked him when I went back and watched his footage. Ooh. I like Leonard, Hearn, Ollie, and Tyson. Tyson and Frazier. Their style wasn't, like, super similar. But I, I'm going to put them at the fifth spot. Should, uh, uh, David, give your uh, explanation on Hagler again, because Hagler was it was pretty interesting. Okay, Hagler was Hagler was a, uh, a welterweight middleweight that cleared out both of those divisions, and who had losses early in his career, but he went on to beat pretty much everyone after those losses. He fought tough guys who are well-known, like Hearns, and he knocked out Hearns. He fought Roberto Duran, beat Roberto Duran. But he also fought uh, guys who weren't as well-known. But if you're an enthusiast or, or a, a boxing head, you know these guys, like Mugabe was a very, very, very strong African fighter. Um, he fought Vinny Briscoe, who had a similar style to, to Joe Frazier. But he's a legend because he's a technician. He's tough. He's sturdy. And he slipped punches really, really good. But Marvin Hagler beat him as well. So Marvin Hagler is the guy who wasn't respected in his division. Ray Leonard, being the poster boy. But he used that to, to demolish pretty much anyone who stepped in the ring with him. That's who, that's who Hagler was. He's a blue-collar worker who wasn't respected and should have been. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I we gave our top five. We gave Antonio gave his top five. You gave your top five. All right, let's do a let's do top five hardest hitters. Top five hardest hitters. Yeah. Uh, let me go first. I want to say top five hardest hitter, Mike Tyson, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard for his division. Uh, uh you got to put Robert Duran in there. Roberto Duran. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, I can't pick the other two. Those are my top three, though. Uh, Antonio, you next? Uh, George Foreman, Mike Tyson. For other weight classes, Roy Jones. Definitely Roy Jones. Was hard he was a counterpuncher, too, but he hit really, really hard. George um, yeah, George Foreman for my top, definitely. Then Tyson. That's my top three. I can't think of two others from other weight classes, at least. Your turn, Daddy. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, any any weight class, pound for pound, or are we doing just overall? All over, all over yeah. Okay, all over. I would say uh, Julian Jackson. This guy, he was in the lower weight class division, but when he hit people, he put people in comas. He didn't put them <laughs> to sleep. He put people in comas, okay? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, Julian Jackson. There's another guy who uh, – who fought George Foreman, and this guy and George Foreman were probably the first people to knock each other out at the same time. <laughs> These guys were punching each other, and they looked like ragdolls. It was a gross fight. His name was Ron Lyle. Ron Lyle is probably one of the hardest hitters of all time. I threw George Foreman in there, but George Foreman 
his style was unique. That's what carried him through. I, I don't know, if, you know, with all these other guys, these other guys like um, Ernie Shavers, Ron Lyle, uh, I forget the other guy's name. But these these guys hit hard, but because of, because they didn't have um, the skill set like George Foreman, they they weren't top heavyweights like that. So I, I would put Julian Jackson, Ron Lyle, Ernie Shavers. Um, well, so I put George Foreman in there. Mike Tyson. Uh, you know, I want to put Mike Tyson, but Whoa. I don't know. You know, because I think I, you know, I don't put Mike Tyson in there because he's a hard puncher. But I wouldn't say naturally because he, I think he was a hard puncher. He was strong, but I think more so because he uh, he was fast. His punch was fast, and he he put his whole body weight into it. I think that's what made him a hard puncher. But I would put the fifth, Sonny Listen. Sonny Listen. Sonny Listen. Oh, wow. Yeah, Sonny Listen. Sonny Listen. Uh, next segment. Uh, yeah, dude, went through the top five, went through the top hardest hitters. Uh, we got, we probably got about the next 20 more minutes or 10 more minutes or so. Um, let's go ahead and go over the top. You watch UFC, did it? Yeah, UFC. Okay, we go with UFC. Uh, top five, since Antonio is probably the biggest UFC head here, we'll go with top five UFC fighters for of all time. Of all time. Go ahead, Antonio. I'm not putting John Jones on here for obvious reasons. I would have, but I'm not going to. We're going with steroids or non-steroids? I'm not putting one here. So, heavyweight, Cain Velasquez, light heavyweight, I know you don't like him. Cormier's been dominant. He only lost to John Jones. Those his only losses. Besides that, he defended his belt against Gustafsson. He should have lost. He should have lost. Yeah, he defended his belt in that time. He fought at heavyweight, and he went down to light heavyweight. So, and he beat. He cleared out the heavyweight division before he left. So, Daniel Cormier for middleweight. I'm gonna say, I don't. I don't know about middleweight. Welterweight. GSP. And Anderson Silva. And let me think. The lower class, I really like TJ Delacroix. And for my fifth pick, well, it's top four. I don't have a fifth one. Okay. Uh, my top five. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and add John Jones on there uh, with or without steroids. He's a cocaine user. You can't add John Jones. Dan Lasted Institute. But, uh, <laughs> if without steroids and with steroids, he could have. I think he just he didn't really need steroids to be the great because of how he is his awkward style. So, yeah, you know, nobody knew when he did steroids, like Antonio said, but I do, you know, he it takes some skill, so I'll give him that. So, I'll put John Jones as, 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 as my top five. Um, number two. Probably, uh, uh, probably Brock, Brock Lesnar. Um, <laughs> oh, why? Uh, why Brock Lesnar? Because he was just, at that time, what, 2010, 2009, he was just dominant. People were scared of him. Um, number three, Robbie Lawler. Uh, hard puncher. 
very great. He's not a great boxer, but you know he he had that basics of a boxer. He was he was very good. Uh, number four, I would say T.J. Dillenshaw because he's all around great, um, and he was a wrestler, a great wrestler. Um, and number five, it's a toss up between Rampage and, and John, uh, Rampage and Rashad uh, because at that time they were dominant as well. And, and then you know we can do we can go to the top ten where I'd add Chuck Liddell and, and and all them, but. That was my top five. Uh, go ahead, Dede, your turn. All right, my first, my first one is CM Punk. <laughs> oh, Joe Rogan, second. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My, my my favorite of all time is um, Daniel Cormier because ah. because because he has potential that he's not tapped into yet because his camp sucks. Okay, his camp is awful. How do you fight a guy like um? How do you fight a guy like John Jones the second time, right? And you're still fighting on the outside when the guy has a longer reach and is taller than you. That makes no sense. That's basic boxing, you know. That's basic any stand-up fighting. So the guy who, who whoever's training with him did not train him right. And his, whoever his wrestling partners are, he should drop them and get some new wrestling partners. He should be wrestling with Jordan Burroughs or, or guys like that because his wrestling is lacking too. It's not as good as he used to be. Um, did I do respect the fact that he came in uh, lean and he came in, he wasn't so heavy or fat. He came in in shape. I respect that. But he needs a new training camp. And I think that if, if he adopted a style like, like Joe Frazier or he adopted a style like Muhammad Cowie, I think that he would dominate John Jones. I think that John Jones and uh, Daniel Cormier, I think they – I think they have such a, a rivalry because they were perfect matches for each other. But where, where Daniel Cormier is spelling is I don't believe he's taking all the efforts he can with finding a good training camp and, and, and developing a proper style for himself. His so style, you're, you're, saying that, you're saying that Daniel Cormier could have beat uh, John Jones with steroids? When, I mean, John Jones, when he is on steroids? John, jo- John Jones can have steroids. If Daniel Cormier has the right camp, Daniel Cormier will still beat him. He needs, Daniel Cormier needs to, to wrestle with top wrestlers who are active, like Jordan Burroughs. And uh, there's another one. I forgot his name. He's a white guy. But um, wrestling with top guys like Jordan Burroughs who are active in wrestling. And then he needs to go to a boxing camp and learn the style of Joe Frazier or Benny Briscoe or Muhammad Cowie. He needs to learn that that particular style, that school, that old school style, to, to be able to beat John Jones. His camp has Khabib, Khabib, uh, yeah. Luke Rockfold, and Cain yeah. Velasquez. They're all pretty good wrestlers for the UFC, but a lot of them they're stuck at the camp just because they like it so much, and they all have their buddies there, so. Hold on. See that We're going to take a brief intermission one second while we order some tropical smoothie. One quick. What are you getting? Or did it go ahead and talk so we can. Okay. What do you want me to talk about? Do you have banana boost? Can I get the chia banana boost with strawberries? Get the chia banana boost. And uh, peaches and silk <laughs> with. Uh, uh, Dude, I'm gonna go to sleep now, man. I'm pretty tired. I gotta get up at like four in the morning. Can you add uh, oats? 
Okay, bye. Good morning today, day. Yeah. Welcome to the third segment of Talking with Day Day and our special guest, Day Day. Anyways, uh, we were talking about Daddy's top five favorite boxers and why, uh, until Daddy started to cut out for some reason. But anyways, Day Day, uh, let's go go ahead and continue on what you were saying, um, and uh, we want to know why your favorite boxers are, you know, who they are. Uh, but go ahead. Hello. Hello. Yeah, what's wrong with Daddy's phone? Oh, okay, good. Finally, let's go. Okay, finally, Daddy, try not to move around, stay in one place so that we can get a good feed. Uh, All right. Anyways, we finally got in, and this is our last segment of the night. Okay. Uh, we were talking to about. Topic. We were talking about uh, top five boxers of my choice so we already went through that uh now we're going through daddy's choice so daddy go ahead and give your top five boxers and why and give okay a, a good detail boxers and, and give a good detailed uh uh explanation because people like to you know they want to hear good explanation and and yeah go ahead all right top five boxers of all time i would put Marvin Hagler, Mike Tyson. Third one is 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 predicated on style, and there's two people who have who have successfully done that style, which would be um, uh, Joe Frazier and Muhammad Kawi, or some people know him as Dwight Braxton. He changed his name, so those two guys. Um, fourth, I would put. Uh, possibly Roberto Duran, and then fourth, many may not, or fifth, may, many may not know him, but in technique and skill wise, he would be ranked first. His name was Charlie Burley. So we'll go off with start off on first. On first is Marvin Hagler. I put Marvin Hagler at the top of the list for. Three main reasons. The first reason is because within that division, he cleared out everyone within that division. And the top guy who was in that division at that time was um, Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray Leonard waited way until Hagler was getting old to fight him. And Sugar Ray Leonard waited until Marvin Hagler fought um, Mugabe. Mugabe was a was a big African player who, who was who was also really and though Marvin Hagler was able to win the fight and he prevailed, he took too much damage. They said that he, he was peeing blood after the fight, so he, he got he got some pretty bad liver shots in there, some body shots. So Marvin Hagler at the time was a blue collar worker, tough, sturdy heavyweight who didn't have too many losses in his career. But when he started winning and he wasn't receiving the respect that he should have, um, like Sugar Ray Leonard was getting, he got mad 
and he cleaned out that division and two divisions up. He fought Hitman Thomas Hearns, which is a 6-1 uh, ultraweight and middleweight that's, that's tall with long arms and has a good jab, and he knocked him out cold. He fought Roberto Duran, beat Roberto Duran, and some say he even beat Sugar Ray Leonard, but uh, it's fixed, but that's to go. So Marvin Hagler's first. Marvin Hagler's tough, he's sturdy, and not many can beat him. He's, he's beaten... Marvin Hagler's one of the few ones that is not manufactured because he beat, he didn't beat tomato cans. He beat the top of the top elite, and he's also beaten uh, some guys that are, are not well-known, but are not well-known by um, uh, people who aren't boxing enthusiasts. But if you're a boxing enthusiast and, and you knew you saw the list of who Marvin Hagler fought, you would say these guys are sturdy. He fought uh, a guy by the name of... Um, Benny Briscoe. Benny Briscoe was a tough fighter. Benny Briscoe had the same style as uh, Joe Frazier. Benny Briscoe was no pushover. So Marvin Hagler has a, has a repertoire of, of fighters that he's fought that are, are solid guys, and he was able to go through them all. Okay, Marvin Hagler, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is a phenomenon that nobody can, can understand because he's 5'10 at 220 and didn't lift weights. And muscle, pure muscle. People don't realize that it's hard to be that. Guys lift weights and bodybuild to be look like that and to be like that, right? And Mike Tyson's doing the opposite. He's doing five miles a day and insane amounts of cardio, and he still is that big. And people don't realize that 5'10", he's knocking out dudes at 6'5", cold. So I put Mike Tyson second because... That speed, the power, and the technique and the skill early on in his career. You watch him, how he slips punches, how he moves his head constantly left to right, how he bobs, how he weaves, how he times stuff, how he jabs, how he throws combination in six and seven punch combinations fast and each punch hurts and is hard. No one can do that except for him. Now, why people say he's overrated is because they judged him on his decline after he was past his prime, after he, when he started to stop throwing combinations even in the Buster Douglas fight, he didn't throw combinations, he was looking for that one punch knockout which with that style if you have that style, even if you are him, with that style you're going to eventually fail because that style requires speed lots of combinations and moving your head a lot, so after he after Cus died his trainer, Customato, Customato, he was still knocking dudes out, but he couldn't perform at that high caliber anymore because he, he you need those specific traits to, to, to do that style correctly. Who, was, who did I say was next? Oh, Joe Frazier and Muhammad Cowie, right? Joe Frazier was another tough. There's something to be said about these guys because all of them have this rugged, they don't run away. And they stick there and they fight, but they're smart about how they fight as well. So Muhammad Kawi and Joe Frazier because they're just tough dudes. Joe Frazier fought. And also, two people say they take a lot of punches, but they kind of didn't. If you watch them closely and you saw how they slipped punches, Joe Frazier against Muhammad Ali, he, he was slipping punches like crazy. Joe Frazier fought Muhammad Ali. He fought lots of guys that were good 
but uh, um, Muhammad Muhammad Tawi or Dwight Braxton, same same guy, just changed his name. He fought uh, Leon Spinks and beat him. He fought uh, who else did he fight? He fought uh, Evander Holyfield. He fought Evander Holyfield and gave Evander Holyfield a very tough time. So Muhammad Cowie is 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 is, a, is, is, is also a sturdy guy. Um, what else did I say? Who's the fourth guy that I put in there? Uh, who's the fourth guy, dude? Mike Tyson. Oh, Marvin Hagler, Mike Tyson. Frazier, Muhammad Cowie, Charlie Burley is the fifth one, but who's the fourth one? Joe Frazier? No, no, he was, he was the third. They count. So I'll just go to the fifth Wait, one. Wait, no, fifth no, one is, uh, no, you got it mixed up. You said uh, first one was uh, Hagler. Mike Tyson. Second uh, one was Hagler, Tyson. Yeah. Third one was uh, Joe Frazier and Muhammad Cowie. I put them in the same because they have the same style. Oh, okay. Oh, the third one I, I said was Roberto Duran, right? Roberto Duran was uh, – I put him in there because he he was just a technician. He was skilled. He was very, very skilled in what he did. But his problem was gaining and dropping weight. He beat Sugar Ray Leonard, but for the second bite, he dropped the weight too quick. He was eating, partying. They said he blew up to like 200 pounds. And he's fighting at 140, 130. So he, they said he lost the weight too quick. And they said when he was in the ring, that's why he, he said no mas, no, which means no more. But they said that that's not what he actually said. Um, but he said no more, no mas, because he couldn't, he, he just felt dehydrated and he felt too weak and he felt he was taking too much punishment. So he quit. But that was because he didn't, he, he fluctuated in weight too fast and he didn't take the weight off healthy. But other than that, he's a technician. He was He's so good to the point where there was a video of him not too long ago, maybe a couple months ago, where he's sparring some some guy. And even at 60, like 65, 66, he still knocked the dude out. That's that's how much of a technician he was. So Roberto Duran, I, I put him in the top five. Last guy's name is Charlie Burley. Now, I think Charlie Burley might be the most skilled. If if you don't know who Charlie Burley is, this is I get you an idea of, of who Charlie Burley is. You're familiar with Muhammad Ali, right? Everybody knows Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali's favorite fighter was Sugar Ray Robinson. Now, if you're a, a enthusiast or you're a boxing head, you know who Sugar Ray Robinson is. Sugar Ray Robinson had one of the highest, probably one of the highest records for professional fights, and he was labeled the greatest of all time, Sugar Ray Robinson, right? Sugar Ray Robinson was waiting ringside. And he said to the announcers, they said, when are you going to fight Charlie Burley? And Sugar Ray Leonard said, my face is too pretty to fight Sugar Ray Leonard. I mean, my face is too pretty to fight Charlie Burley. He said, I don't want to get hurt. So Sugar Ray Robinson was scared to fight Charlie Burley. That shows you who Charlie Burley was. That's how skilled Charlie Burley was. But who did so he fight? Was... Who did Charlie Burley fight? Charlie, he he fought. Uh, I think there was a guy named Billy Oakland, who who he fought a lot like um, Ruben Hurricane Carter. 
um, you know, just a very straightforward style. He fought him and he beat him twice. Maybe I even think three times he fought him. And that guy was was renowned as as a, as as a tough tough opponent, and he beat him. So Charlie Burley was was a very very good fighter, but I think people held him off because or they stopped him from boxing because they didn't want they wanted to keep their people in place. And I don't think he got as fair of a shot as he could have. So you know those are my top fives. You know there's guys who are honorable mentions like. Pernell Whitaker, um, Roy Jones Jr., uh, who else? Pernell Whitaker, Roy Jones Jr. I wouldn't put Floyd Mayweather in there. Yeah, I think those are Top five. Um, oh, oh, George Foreman, Sonny Listen. Those guys were top guys. Um, forgetting his name, the guy who fought Muhammad Ali and beat him like twice. Uh, oh, Aaron Pryor is another good one. Not he wasn't the guy who fought Muhammad Ali, but Aaron Pryor is another good one. Uh, shoot, I forget the guy's name. Yeah, th- th- those are the guys. Those are all the guys. Yeah, uh, I like that list. That was a good list. Uh, you didn't. I don't know why you didn't put my, uh, Mayweather in there. I don't put Mayweather in there because 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 me myself, I personally box. So you look at you look at these guys who who are champions. I don't put Mayweather in there because. Yeah, Mayweather beat all the top guys, but you know those guys weren't solid competitors those guys weren't the the greatest of this generation some but they weren't really you know tough tough opponents like that i put all these guys in 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 the top five because all of them fought somebody who was a very tough opponent and what win or lose they came back to fight him a second time you know what i mean yeah mike mike you know marvin Hagler fought sugar ray leonard he fought uh, Roberto Duran, he fought Thomas Hearns, and he beat he beat these guys, you know, and, and he fought a lot of other tough, Mugabe, he fought Mugabe, he fought uh, Benny Briscoe, he fought all these guys and he beat them, and if he lost, he came back and he beat them again. Mike Tyson fought, uh, though he lost, he fought uh, Evander Holyfield twice. Though he lost, he still came back and he was willing to fight the guy. Um, so you're, you're saying fight. this this generation, this generation doesn't have that that drive to, the for that competition to fight somebody tough. They just wanna have that that, you know, have the money and they're in it for the money. They're in it for, you know what I mean. They don't have that drive. So that, what you're saying is like that generation, that last generation, like Tyson came back and fought Hollywood twice, or. Uh, Hagler, you know, fought what's it called? And you know what I mean? Like this generation, I feel like I feel like this generation doesn't have the the drive to fight tougher competition. And, and really, there is no competition out there. But like I said, like they don't have that drive to to become a tough competitor. Like um, 
Like Mayweather was like the last of the dying breed. But if somebody trained and really trained, uh, I think like, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard, I think Sugar Ray Leonard would have beat Mayweather. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people that don't have that that, that touch, I guess, and, and that are not trained like that. They think they are. They think they're doing work, but they're really not doing work like how they used to do work. Yeah, and, and I think part of that is, is is selfishness, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, man, you know, people are looking at it like, oh, I don't want to lose, so I don't want to fight that guy yet. I'll wait till he gets old. Or, oh, man, I don't want to lose, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not about that. It's about true champions look at something that seems impossible, and they take the challenge. Like Muhammad Ali, everyone, people were afraid that Muhammad Ali was going to die when he fought George Foreman. People thought George Foreman was going to kill Muhammad Ali, right? Yeah. They were scared for his life. You know, people were planning for his funeral, but he still, he said, okay, I'm going to take the challenge, and he still fought George Foreman. Oh, you know what? You didn't put Muhammad Ali in your list. No, and, I, and, I, and why I, is that? Because a lot of people put Muhammad Ali as number one on their list. I, I put, I, I, I see Muhammad Ali as, as a great figure in boxing for, for what he did outside the ring and inside the ring. But I don't put him... We're talking technician wise. I don't put him at the at the top. I don't put him at the top because you know they say he's fast, but he. I don't think he was that fast. You know I mean, he, and he, he he wasn't hitting hard like George Foreman or Ernie Shavers or Mike Tyson. He wasn't hitting like that. You know what I mean? He, he's a solid boxer, but I wouldn't put him. I put him in top ten, not the top five. Top ten, not the top five. But what about uh okay so so uh you know here's my top five uh, I'm gonna put Mike Tyson okay uh reason why I put Mike Tyson is because uh of what he did as far as how he I mean his speed his power his speed his power um his 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 head movement uh. And he was just he just fought he was just a dominant force like like I said in outside I mean he was a dominant force um as far as mentally and physically so I think I think um he's my top one uh my second is Sugar Ray Leonard because his speed his power he was fast um he just he was very technical with his skills um Number three, I'll give it to Mayweather. The reason why I give it to Mayweather is because his, nobody has seen his defensive skills like that. Um, his dad was very defensive as well, but Mayweather took it to another level. And his dad did pretty good against Sugar Ray Leonard. So now that uh, Mayweather perfected it. And so I think, um, you know, I, I think Mayweather... Uh, when he first started off, when he was Money Mayweather, uh, he did pretty good. He fought Zab Judah, and then he fought uh, De La Hoya. I think the De La Hoya fight was pretty close. So that that tells me Mayweather would have a hard time against other fighters, such as you know Sugar Ray Leonard and stuff like that. Um, but Mayweather had a very great defensive skill set. Uh, if you look at it, he's fought. If you look at it, he's fought. Zab Judah, he's fought De La Hoya, he's fought uh, uh, Shane Mosley, he's fought 
Koto. He's fought uh, Gotti. He's fought, uh, what's that dude, uh, Ricky Hatton. Yeah, but those guys are bombs. They're not, like, solid. He's I, I give him one. I give him one. Um, potentially one that could have been good. I think if, if he if he fought, you know, I think the Madonna fight was good. But I think, you know, here's where selfishness comes in again. You know, Madonna had a, a particular style that could have been um, manifested on. But his trainers and coaches kept him and they kept working him and they told him to do things that he shouldn't have done that cost him the fight. But I think if he would have trained with, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Teddy Atlas. I think if 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 Madonna would have had Teddy Atlas in his corner, I think Madonna would have did a lot better. You think so? Yeah, I think Teddy because Teddy, I yeah, I think so because Teddy Atlas was also Mike Tyson's trainer early on in his career, like when he when Mike Tyson was in the amateurs, and I believe that type of pressure style could could give Mayweather a hard time. Uh, I think, I think so too. Um, I think Mayweather uh, fought a, a worn down Pacquiao, or not a worn down, but a, a drained Pacquiao. Yeah, a Pacquiao. Um, you know what? I, I think he fought a Pacquiao without. I I personally think Pacquiao took steroids, um, or some type of supplement to make him strong. That's why he was knocking through Margarita. And knocking or Margarito knocking through Koto, you know what I mean? Like you don't go through these heavy dudes like that without taking some enhancement. Um, so I think that you know Mayweather, if Mayweather would have took on that challenge and beat him, you know, it, it, look at think, think about this. Back then they didn't have really testing for steroids, right? Steroids was around back then. We don't know if some of these guys have taken steroids. Ooh. You know these 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 fight those old fighters like Joe Joe Frazier or, or you know we don't know like I don't know if they had testing back then or you know I don't know if it was good but you don't know if they were taking some supplements to make them strong like that so yeah. now that without saying they still went through the challenge and they still took on the challenge to fight people and they still uh, uh, you know either won or lost but I think if Mayweather would have took on a, a Pacquiao with steroids, and he knew that he had steroids. I think you know that would have been you. You would have been considered the greatest if you would have beat me. If you would have beat Pacquiao at that time, you would have been considered the best. Hands down, people would have said, "You know what? You, you know, because people now think that Mayweather. Oh, you know, Mayweather is not that. He's not that good as as far as as far because he didn't fight Pacquiao at his best and." But uh, he's just running away. You know, I think if he would have fought Pacquiao at that time, he would have been considered one of the best. But because of that, he, he messed that up. Well, yeah, they day in the washroom watching another movie. Oh. Sugar Ray Robinson. Now, if you're a, a enthusiast or you're a boxing head, you know who Sugar Ray Robinson is. Sugar Ray Robinson had one of the highest, probably one of the highest records for professional fights. And he was labeled the greatest of all time. Sugar Ray Robinson, right? Sugar Ray Robinson was waiting ringside 
And he said to the announcers, they said, when are you going to fight Charlie Burley? And Sugar Ray Leonard said, my face is too pretty to fight Sugar Ray Leonard. I mean, my face is too pretty to fight Charlie Burley. He said, I don't want to get hurt. So Sugar Ray Robinson was scared to fight Charlie Burley. That shows you who Charlie Burley was. That's how skilled Charlie Burley was. But who did so he fight? Crazy. Who did Charlie Burley fight? Charlie, he, he fought, uh, I think there was a guy named Billy Oakland who who he fought a lot like um, Ruben Hurricane Carter. Um, you know, just a very straightforward style. He fought him and he beat him twice. Maybe, I, I even think three times he fought him. And that guy was was renowned as, 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 as a tough, tough opponent. And he beat him. So, Charlie Burley was, was a very, very good fighter, but I think people held him off because, or they stopped him from boxing because they didn't want, they wanted to keep their people in place. And I don't think he got as fair of a shot as he could have. So, you know, those are my top fives. You know, there's guys who are honorable mentions like Pernell Whitaker, um, Roy Jones Jr., uh, who else? Now uh, Whitaker, Roy Jones Jr. I I wouldn't put Floyd Mayweather in there. Um. Yeah, I, I, was, I don't think that, I think those are the top five. Um. Oh, oh, George Foreman, Sonny Listen. Those guys were top guys. Um. Forgetting his name, the guy who fought Muhammad Ali and beat him like twice. Uh, oh, Aaron Pryor is another good one. Not he wasn't the guy who fought Muhammad Ali, but Aaron Pryor is another good one. Uh, shoot, I forget the guy's name. Yeah, but th- th- those are the guys. Those are all the guys. Yeah. Ah, uh, I like that list. That was a good list. Uh, you didn't. I don't know why you didn't put my, uh, Mayweather in there. I don't put Mayweather in there because 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 me myself, I personally box. So you look at you look at these guys who who are champions. I don't put Mayweather in there because, yeah, Mayweather beat all the top guys, but you know those guys weren't solid competitors. Those guys weren't the the greatest of this generation. Some, but they weren't really, you know, tough, tough opponents like that. I put all these guys in 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 the top five because all of them fought somebody who was a very tough opponent. And what win or lose, they came back to fight him a second time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mike, Mike, you know, Marvin Hagler fought Sugar Ray Leonard. He fought uh, Roberto Duran. He fought Thomas Hearns, and he beat he beat these guys. You know, and and he fought a lot of other tough Mugabe. He fought Mugabe. He fought uh, Benny Briscoe. He fought all these guys, and he beat them. And if he lost, he came back and he beat them again. Mike Tyson fought, uh, though he lost, he fought uh, Evander Holyfield twice. Though he lost, he still came back and he was willing to fight the guy. Um, so you're you're saying fight. this this generation, this generation doesn't have that that drive to. To, for that competition to fight somebody tough, they just want to have that that you know have the money and they're in it for the money. They're in it for 
You know what I mean? They don't have that drive. So that, what you're saying is like that generation, that last generation, like Tyson came back and fought Hollyfoot twice or uh, Hagler, you know, fought, what's it called? And you know what I mean? Like this generation, I feel like, I feel like this generation doesn't have the the drive to fight tougher competition. And, and really, there is no competition out there. But like I said, like, they don't have that drive to, to become a tough competitor. Like, um, hello. Okay. Hey, uh, go ahead and give your last top five. Okay. Then, uh, go ahead and uh, uh, we'll end us. We'll end uh, this chat. Well, anyways, okay. whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry, guys. This is uh, we had to con- we had to take a break. So now we're in our our last segment with uh, our special guest Dede, and we added Antonio. And then we're gonna go ahead and uh, Dede's gonna go ahead and go to sleep, and then we're gonna finish off with me and Antonio. And uh, that'll be our last segment. So go ahead, Dede, finish off your top. What we're doing, we're we're doing the top five. Uh, uh, UFC fighters for Day Day. We already did okay. ours, me and Antonio's, in our last uh, podcast, but go ahead, Day Day. Okay. Uh, top five CM Punk, Bob Sapp, Bobby Lashley. Uh, Whoa, what? Bob Sapp. Bob Sapp. Bob Sapp, yeah. Oh, no, he was what? in the UFC, right? Are we doing Strike Force? No. Then <laughs> UFC. Okay. Uh, Dave Bautista. CM Punk. Uh, uh, <laughs> CM Punk. Uh, 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 Alistair Overeem. Oh, he got knocked out. Overeem was gay. I'm at <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Uh, oh, 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 Cody Gabernack. Whatever his name is. And uh, who else? Who else? What's that guy who just fought? Uh, Francis. Francis Nagunyo. <laughs> yeah, those guys. Those all the guys. I give up with you. <laughs> I, I like them. I like all those guys because they suck. Oh. Yeah. Dogs. You suck. Okay. <laughs> good night. All right. Good night. Daddy's leaving. All right. Good night, guys. All right.